Hey there, welcome to The Tent. I'm your host, Scott Feldman, and it's time for another foray into the world of aquariums from a slightly different perspective. You know, change is definitely in the air in the aquarium hobby. It's palpable. Uh, we see so many fascinating developments in the botanical-style aquarium world alone. It's a very exciting time. And over the past, past you know, four-plus years or so that we've been in operation at Tent and Aquatics, it's actually like five now, believe it or not, I certainly noticed a few trends, and most of them are pretty cool. And some of them are kind of cyclical in nature. We've seen them before. Well, sort of. One of the most interesting things I've seen is the philosophical evolution of many of our customers and members of our community. Perhaps the most unique aspect of what we do with botanical-style blackwater aquariums is to allow nature to do some of the heavy lifting. This has been a really big thing, a mental shift, and a quantum leap, actually. Despite a lot of discussion and marketing and such over the past decade or so, I think we as a hobby have somehow edited in our minds what a really natural aquarium is. It's become more of a semantic thing in some places, in my opinion. I think that in our effort to foster some natural processes, such as plant growth or whatever, we've pushed things in a direction that actually may have fought nature a bit. And with that, created a mindset and a culture based on you know conformity instead of bold individuality. And this effort might have pushed a lot of hobbyists out of their personal comfort zones, which is cool, but I also think it's created a sense of expectations and a certain sense of rules that hobbyists felt they had to conform with in order to be accepted into the prevailing culture that developed around the stuff. That's not cool. It not only permeated the processes that they need to follow, it also dictated stuff like the specific products they had to use, the way stuff is presented, etc., etc. Dogma. I've seen this sort of stuff before in the hobby. I almost think that the aquarium world has a sort of cyclical nature, as I mentioned above, where we jump on the latest technology or trends to help enhance what nature's been doing all along. Now, don't get me wrong. There's nothing wrong at all with the tech and advancements. It can help us accomplish many things. However, it's no substitute for understanding the underlying processes involved. And I firmly believe that understanding and appreciating the fundamentals of the hobby and the natural world can yield the same results or better than tons of expensive gear and stuff when simply thrown into a situation without thought as to why. It requires us to shift our minds to places that might be less comfortable for us. It's just a lot less sexy than gearing up or blindly following somebody else's rules. It requires us to open our minds up. It requires patience, process, and personal observation. That mental shift is something. I think the pendulum's swinging back a bit, not digressing, mind you, just switching back to more accepting approach, taking our hands off the, the throttle just a bit. Once again, realizing that nature knows best, understanding that we can use technology and technique to work with nature. We're realizing that nature's been doing this stuff for billions of years longer than we have, and she has some pretty damn good ideas on how to run things. Rather than fighting processes like decomposition, formation of detritus, and biological diversity, we seem to be spending much more energy on setting the stage for natural processes to occur. That's huge. And our fishes and other aquatic animals are really benefiting from this. Fish health, appearance, overall vivaciousness, and spawning activity are being positively impacted by the concept of working with nature in this manner. Once again, just as Aquarius did since the dawn of the modern age of fish keeping, we've been thinking of an aquarium as a place to grow stuff. And we're looking at the whole aquarium as a microcosm of nature, a living, breathing, growing entity. Growing. I saw a sort of compressed version of this century-long evolution we went through in the freshwater hobby during the rise of the reef aquarium hobby, which really started to take off in the mid-1980s. My mind has sort of been on that side of the fence lately because I'm getting ready to give a talk in a few weeks at a, a reef club that uh, um, I really like in the next few weeks. And, and uh, you know, it's got me reflecting about this stuff and vis-a-vis -vis what we do here and so forth. 
you know, for the longest time in the reef hobby, we were just happy to keep a box full of fishes and maybe a few tough invertebrates alive. And then we evolved our technique and gear improvements and stuff. We evolved up trying to house them longer term and propagate them. And we learned some things. Experiments with new technology and technique resulted in the birth of the modern reef system with robust filtration, lighting, and studious analysis of water chemistry and the overall environment. This emphasis was on, you know, was on providing a great environment for the corals and inverts so that they can thrive and reproduce. And learning, by the way, never stops. Uh, the techniques and the philosophies continue to evolve. Within the past 10 years in the reef hobby alone, we saw this. We went from a doctrine of you should have undetectable nitrates and phosphates in your reef aquarium because natural reefs are a virtual nutrient desert to you need to have a balance between too much and too little. We've come to understand that reef aquariums, like any type of aquarium, are truly biological microcosms which encompass a vast array of life forms, including not just fishes, corals, and invertebrates, but macroalgae, benthic animals like worms, copepods, amphipods, planktonic life, and much more. Reefers came to understand, just as freshwater pioneers did generations before, that just because a reef has undetectable levels of phosphates and nitrates in the water surrounding it, our aquariums don't have to run that way. The optimum, as they say, environment for our animals might not be exactly what we think you know, it may be on the surface. The reality in the reef keeping world is that corals need nutrients and food, and an aquarium is not a natural reef, an open system with uncounted gallons of millions of gallons of water passing through it hourly. We discovered the reality of, of this in the coral propagation business, where the long-held aquarium mindset that you need a nutrient-poor system in order for corals to thrive was not really the whole story, particularly when we were trying to mass culture corals on a commercial level. It, they, they weren't growing as fast as we thought, and we realized why after banging our heads and trying all kinds of gear and, and stuff. They needed to eat. Polishing out everything from the water with lots of gear and such was actually detrimental and guess what? We allowed some detritus to accumulate in our systems. We didn't mind or fear feeding our corals. And guess what? They grew like mad. It was a breakthrough. Now, uh, reliance on some aspects of nature is a good thing. Yet in recent years, with the explosion of gadgets and the internet-enabled hacks, reef keeping as a hobby has sort of gone a bit the other way. Heading into the you know technology-can-do-everything phase that the freshwater world did and kind of got out of years ago, in my opinion... Somehow saving time has surpassed applying patience is the underlying mantra in that hobby sector. I see it sometimes in freshwater too, don't get me wrong. I'm not just trashing the reef world. I am part of it and I love it. But I think it's also finally starting to break just a bit again. Recently, I've seen some pretty well-known reef keepers having some rather spectacular failures. And I can't help but wonder if at least part of the underlying causes were the hobbyists getting a bit too far away from nature and a bit too cozy with tech instead. They'll never admit it. However, I think they know better. Needlessly, in my humble opinion, complicating things in order to foster the same results that can be achieved by embracing natural processes, with a bit less certainty though, seems a bit odd to me. Positive, even predictable results generally take longer if you apply all than if you apply all the gadgets, additives, and tech to the process. But nature will find the way to get where she wants to go, with or without all the gadgets we employ. We sort of figured this out in our sector of the hobby, haven't we? It just takes patience and good equipment in balance. And patience is often more economical than gear, and the result's far more interesting, in my opinion. And guess what? You can have extraordinary success working with nature and technology together. It's a balance of sorts. And gaining further understanding of the dynamic natural aquatic habitats, like the agapo flooded forests that we're obsessed with, serves to enhance the state-of-the-art of our segment of the hobby by 
looking good and hard at nature and how she works, not just at the next gadget, the next product, or the next movement, not that movements are in the hobby are a bad thing, <laughs> that promises no water changes or whatever. No, no, no. It's much like the freshwater world has done. I believe the reef-keeping world will end up pulling back a bit from an almost complete reliance on gadgets and tech to create advancements in the state of the art and put more emphasis on learning how natural systems work once again and how they can be replicated in aquariums through balance of tech and technique. We can and should use technology to embrace these natural processes, not to fight them, circumvent them, or supersede them. The experimentation required and the ideas we play with are every bit as interesting as the toys that we can use. We've begun to understand that it's not all about creating the most scrupulously clean environment possible for the animals under our care. It's about maintaining the best possible dynamic for their overall health, growth, longevity, and hopefully reproduction. Creating and fostering processes and conditions that create a biological balance within our little, or not so little, glass and acrylic boxes we call aquariums. Today's aquarists can really appreciate the elegance of the complete aquatic ecosystem, from the most beautiful fish to the lowest bacterial life form, and everything in between. When we strive to understand, embrace, and replicate natural systems in our aquarium in form and function, we're truly embarking on a more enlightened way of reef keeping and aquarium keeping in general. I said reef keeping because I guess that's on my mind today, right? And guess what? You, with your tank full of leaves, wood, water, and life, you're doing just that every single day. Stay brave. Stay studious. Stay intrigued. Stay diligent. Stay patient. Stay enlightened. And stay wet. Until next time, this is Scott Feldman. Thanks for spending part of your day with me. I look forward to seeing you on the next installment of The Tint.